Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down, our edge of the rabbit hole after hours show. I'm Mike Ricksecker, author and ghost story. With me is our chat shenanigator and my partner in crime, fellow paranormal investigator in love of my life, Shauna, <laughs> among many other things. <laughs> so we are going to be talking about uh, beginning tips for ghost hunters, ghost hunting 101, whatever you want to call it, kind of our tips, tricks, and ideas for those who are thinking about or have just started investigating the paranormal. So we've been doing this uh, between us you know, a couple of decades now, so I think we, uh, we're a little experienced and can provide some insight into that. So Shauna, welcome. How are you this evening? Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> so <laughs> we already have this lined up. So Shauna's going to do number two. I'm going to do rule number one. So rule number one, don't believe everything you see on TV. And Shauna, rule number two? Don't investigate like an asshole. Don't investigate like an asshole. <laughs> you got all that stuff down your set. <laughs> All right, so uh, great to see all of you that have come back over from the Edge of the Rabbit Hole show and have uh, continued watching us this evening. I know it gets a little bit late in the East, but that's why it's an after-hour show, right? Okay, so those two things put into context because, you know, of course, the shows are... There's a lot of things on there that aren't real. They're not the way investigations really go down. They are investigating over several days and they've condensed it down into about 42 minutes of footage. And so they're kind of taking the highlights of it and you take what you will with what they actually find, but um, it's, it's not the way it goes. Um, there's a lot of times where investigating the paranormal is very boring. So you have to kind of know that going into it, that there's going to be a lot of sitting around and talking into the darkness and getting nothing. So, you know, if you think that you're going to just be running into all these uh, haunted, abandoned places, and then maybe not even necessarily abandoned, but in all these haunted places and things are going to be thrown at you and something's going to push you down the stairs and you're going to have demons yelling, get out at you. That's not what happens. So, Shauna, what happens? Um, pretty much exactly what you said. I mean... You know, there's also to take into consideration that a lot of the energy that you're going to be dealing with isn't going to interact with you because it's not intelligent. So, you know, while it is energy and it's cool to, you know, experience and stuff like that, uh, there's a lot of times hear something and then just, you know, blow it off uh, because chances are a footstep is probably just that. It's just a footstep. You know, it's not really a haunting it's to me a haunting is you know something that interacts with you yeah. the rest of it is just energy yeah so we should get into that the difference between an intelligent haunt or residual haunt i like rebecca gardner's rule number three here don't ever go alone and always get permission so yes yeah, mike. absolutely yeah mike don't ever go alone <laughs> well 
I have been doing this 25 years, right? Does that count? Well, what what, have I, what all have I done alone? I did St. Joe's alone, right? I did St. Joe's I've been alone. doing it for a long time, too, but I don't go and, alone. And I did, what, Liberty High? I had you on the phone for part of that, but I guess I was there alone. So, um, But especially, like, abandoned places where you could get seriously hurt and injured that um, definitely have somebody there with you. Yes, always get permission. Don't be trespassing and, and, and things like that. So, I mean, that's actually illegal. Um, yeah, definitely always get permission. Trespassing is, you know, not just illegal, but what it also does is it is it makes venue owners who would normally get permission not get permission because it makes us all look trustworthy. So you're giving us all a bad name. Stop it. Yeah, that that's actually a good point is that you start doing things like that and they basically lump all of us into that. Oh, those ghost hunters, they just, you know, want to come in here and tear the place up and, you know, they're always sneaking on and, and yada, yada, yada. So, I mean, I get it. You know, there's a lot of cool places. I'm not a saint, you know. I've been into, you know, a place a couple of times without permission years ago. And believe me, it was in by no means safe. It's even in worse condition now. But, you know, in my defense, I didn't think there was going to be another chance. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it, you know. Um, it's still standing, miraculously enough. And since it's still standing, um, I figure we have a pretty good chance of getting into it. Need to look into that. On, yeah. Yeah, one last hurrah before it's a pile of bricks, which right. is going to happen. It should have happened already, really. I don't know how it still stands. But, <laughs> but yes, always get permission. Um, so, okay, that was a good point that uh, you'd mentioned. So the difference between, you know, a residual haunt and an intelligent haunt. Uh, oh, and there's another one from Rebecca Gardner. Uh, never remove anything without permission. That's, yeah, don't be stealing stuff. <laughs> don't be stealing. Um, yeah, so intelligent haunt is something that's, you know, interacting with you answering questions something that um you know would be considered a i guess a spirit uh, you know an active spirit you know something residual you know think of that like a recording that's playing back uh over and over again so you're always seeing like the same person you know walk in the same direction through the same wall all the time you know that sort of thing so you have a anything else you want to kind of throw in there shauna no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> you pretty much covered that. No, one. we're good. B three airspace say I like the the one rule: don't be an asshole. Yeah, yeah. No, seriously, don't don't investigate like an asshole. What we mean by that, and that's something we threw out there. I think it was last fall that we had a, an episode of Edge of the Rabbit Hole, where we started the show off with "Don't investigate like an asshole." And it's basically, you know, being respectful to the spirits, being respectful to the homeowners, being respectful to the grounds, whatever it is, you know, I mean, you're throwing out things, you know, you know, get permission, you know, don't steal stuff, you know, you know, that sort of thing, um, which is all lumped into there about respect. And, you know, with the spirits, you know, don't go walking into a place. And actually, you know, Amelia Cotter was just talking about this. 
on the Edge of the Rabbit Hole show that we just did. And <laughs> I remember, Shauna, right, you know, a little while ago, you were saying amen to Amelia. And, you know, she's talking about things that, you know, we talk about all the time when we go to these locations. And, you know, we're not making these ridiculous demands about, you know, opening and closing doors, hit me, you know, all this r ridiculous stuff. Because you wouldn't walk into somebody's house and make those demands. When you walk into somebody's house and you're talking to them like a regular person, and that's the point, is that these ghosts that we're talking to are, are real people. Yeah, I, you know, they think of more people, you know, it's catching on. You know, there are people that realize, hey, these are people too, you know. Um, I think when people step away from watching the shows, even though uh, they're entertaining or whatever, I think they start to realize, you know, that's not really, you know, how it happens, you know, let's try some, you know, respect, you know, and see what happens. And I've got to be honest, I've never, even my very first ghost hunt, um, had never done it before. You know, but even then, you know, I'm not, you know, an idiot, you know, I know that they were people once too. And, you know, from the very first, you know, run at it, you know, I was having experiences and I feel like an intelligent, you know, experience, like interactive. And I feel like um, if you just go into a place uh, with no respect, just hit this, punch that, touch me, you know, do this stuff, throw this hit that, whatever, whatever, whatever method yeah. you're using, you know, I feel like it's not going to get you anywhere. It's just not, if something happens, um, you know, you, it, it's going to, it's, if I were a ghost, you know, and someone was, but I would intentionally, you know, ignore. So be like, come on now. You know. Yeah, why would you want to talk to somebody like that? So you'll see on a lot of these shows that they provoke, and we don't do that. We're not about provocation um, at all. So um, now, if somebody like let's say that you do end up with a you know a nasty spirit in there that does push you or something like that, I mean we're going to get firm and we're going to set some ground rules. Hey, you are not allowed to do that. Um, that's not provocation. That's setting boundaries that's that's different and you would do that you know if someone did that to you in reality yeah. you know too you know you can still set boundaries without being an asshole about it yeah. <laughs> um, you know uh, just you know you're doing this i'm not comfortable with it you know it's wrong stop it you know yeah. tom mcnicholas is saying are you warning us when we come to alton shauna will come after us if we don't behave yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you. She will. You know, I, you know, even though Mineral Springs is not mine, you know, Donna and Dave and, you know, Dan, you know, the owner were kind enough to let us have this event there. So, and because Mike and I are there, you know, a lot. Yeah. You know, we've come to, you know, get to know, you know, everybody there and the spirits included. So, uh, you can bet if you do something disrespectful, I'm going to let you know. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we and we won't tolerate that, you know, during the investigation. We will let you know that, you know, there are there are rules, and if you cross those boundaries, you will be, you know, out. So, 
you know, I know, Shauna, you had things like that happen when you were on the boat. And there's a $10 super chat from Tom McNicholas. Thank you very much, Tom. Always appreciated. Um, but yeah, you've, you've had to deal with stuff like that you know, when you were working on the boat. Yeah, there was a lot of that. You know, there were people coming in there for the wrong reasons. And just, you know, looking at the boat, you know, just physically, you know, its current what its current condition was. You know, some of them were just there just to be like, hey, you know, I did this. And some of them were there just, oh, they're doing this on TV. It's cool. I want to do this. You know, um, those were the ones that we usually had problems with mm -hmm. because they weren't taking it seriously and treating the venue with the respect that it deserved. And then getting mad, you know, whenever they didn't experience anything and, and they would be told. I'd let them know, well, maybe it's because of your behavior. You know, I said either be respectful and follow the rules or get the hell out. Right. We have some Go interesting uh, things in the chat. So Samuel Hall is adding, um, this, this is absolutely true, um, don't come to a ghost hunt with your own drama, drunk, or on drugs. Yeah, that's, yes. no, not at all. So, and I expose some of that, too. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that happen. And nope, you're, you're out. Um, but there's a uh, interesting uh, discussion here. So, um, Patricia is saying, I don't like the name Ghost Hunt. I prefer Spirit Communication. Uh, Spooky Dawn is saying, I prefer Student of the Supernatural. And that's interesting, um, getting into the terms of it. So, because you know, actually, personally, I, I don't, even though I will use the term on occasion, of course, I've titled this Ghost Hunting 101 or uh, Ghost Hunting for Beginners is what I've dubbed it on YouTube as well. Um I prefer uh, paranormal investigation or paranormal investigators. Um, the term ghost hunter, uh, it's been said for a while that Hans Solzer coined that term, which I think he made that term more popular because um, you know, his book, you know, his, one of his first books, or maybe it was the first book, was uh, Ghost Hunter. And then he had like 140 more books. Um, so he's the one that kind of really popularized it. But Shauna, you and I saw that term in uh, newspapers from the 1800s, in, in books from the 1800s, where they were already using that term back then, you know, ghost hunting and ghost hunters and what have you. So the term's been around for a while. Um, I don't know. Any particular favorite you have as far as terms? I prefer paranormal investigator paranormal researcher i mean it's what we do we research and then we investigate what we've researched right. and then sometimes it's the other way around we find like oh look at this and then check it out and then research it either way there's a lot of research going on true it's not about trying to you know capture a ghost or um you know it's not just about that it's about so much more than that yeah. And I would, oh my God, I would love to see TV go that route. I might actually watch. <laughs> right. And there's Rebecca. If it was legitimately, you know, that. Yeah. And there's um, Rebecca Gardner saying hunters capture and or kill their prey. I prefer a paranormal investigator. Yeah, that's kind of the, and that's kind of the idea I get in my head. It's like, I'm not actually hunting. It's like, I'm searching for, you know, um, almost like a, uh, like a detective. And I used to be into like, the detective stories when I was a kid. So it's almost like being a, you know, private investigator, but we're investigating the paranormal. So that's kind of, kind of how I've lumped it. And then Shay Carroll saying there's a difference between being a ghost hunter and a paranormal investigator, but it seems to be slang now. 
Um, Amanda Donaldson is saying that she likes the term paranormal enthusiast. So I like how everybody is kind of has their own opinion on this. And, you know, I think when it comes down to it, I mean, a, a term is a term. I mean, I use the I use the term ghostorian <laughs> where somebody would say they might be a paranormal researcher or a paranormal historian or something like that. And I've just kind of lumped together the whole thing. Um, so it's just it's a word, I guess. Um, so. I guess, yeah, you, you brought up that um, it's not all about collecting the evidence. I mean, there is definitely a side where we are, you know, collecting evidence and we're using all these different devices. And we'll get into some of the different devices here because I've, I've brought some out. Almost like a show and tell like Amelia did with the snakes we're going to do with the uh, with the equipment. Um, but I think more of what we're trying to discover or and we've and we've had a show on this before more what we should be trying to discover is the history and the backstory of these spirits that we're trying to communicate with. I mean, yeah, it's great when we get EVPs we're communicating. It's great when we get a photograph of whether it's an apparition or a shadow person or, you know, whether it's a white wisp or whatever it is, those are all fantastic. And they kind of help us to show people, hey, there's something going on here. But it's it should be more about talking to these people and learning their story and why they're still here. Yeah. I, you know, a picture in the paranormal is not always worth a thousand words. You know, the words themselves is actually, is actually what's important um, to me, you know, to me, you know, capturing, Hey, you know, capturing an apparition, capturing, hey, that's cool. Mm -hmm. It's cool. It is. It really is. You know, you... And congratulations, because I don't ever catch anything. Like, I have like a It's been tough. Yeah. You know, it's hard. You know, if you're catching something all the time and it's legitimate, congratulations. Because, you know, mine is... 99% of everything that happens to me is either something that I feel personally, which is, you know, cool but annoying. And because it's not something that I can prove. Um... And audio evidence, you know, capturing stuff on video is kind of rare sometimes. Oh, yeah. We you go know. through hours and hours and hours of footage and it's like, you know, rarely do you catch something. And it might even be for like a split second, you know, thinking of because we just released some um, different, you know, evidence videos <clears throat> and like that one where we're at uh, St. Joseph's Hospital and there's that whoever it is or whatever it is that's peeking around the corner and way down the hall. I mean, that's like a half a second. It is so quick. And we've got all of this video footage for that. It's a split second. So, um, but what's to me more interesting about something like that is, you know, the story behind it, finding out later on that you know, there is somebody who has been seen down there that an apparition has been seen of, of a woman. She was a nurse. She died in a car accident. And after her death, she decided basically keep going back to work. And so her co-workers, when it was still an active hospital, were seeing her there at the nurse's station. So to me, that's more of the story than just we saw this. And I think too many people become evidence collectors that, hey, I've got this great piece of evidence. Check out what I did here. Check out what I did there. And that's not what it's about. No. And it's like like the video that you posted, which was probably one of my favorite, which 
was about that. You know, it's like, so you have this. Now what are you going to do with it? Yeah. You know, how are you going to better the field? You know, what are you going to do with it? You know, are you going to just stick it in a file and be like, hey, look at me, look at me, look what I caught? Or are you going to find out what it was that you caught? And where's the backstory? Yeah. And, you know, if is it intelligent? If it's intelligent, what can you find out? You know, I mean, you know, don't just do it because it's cool, you know, and don't try to be popular, you know, actually do something productive with this. Yeah, I uh, I've seen too many people you know, hang on to that sort of stuff in hopes of getting a television show. Like if I show the right network or producer or whomever, you know, I've captured this piece of evidence. Look at how great of a uh, paranormal investigator I am. And so you want me on your show. And so they won't share. I mean, they might have it up there initially, you know, because I've seen stuff before that it, it streamed live and I'm sitting there watching it like, wow, that's pretty cool. And then they end up taking the video down and keeping it, for themselves hanging on to it and be like I'm going to hang on to this till I get a show or to be able to show somebody that hopefully will bring me onto a show it's like you've totally lost you know what this is all about it's not about getting on a television show for some people it is well for some people for some is, people it is no. my opinion is that's not what it should be about I, to me it's like if no. you if, if somebody offers you an opportunity for a show I mean and for one, I mean, I've had a number of times where it's, you know, all these things gearing up for, you know, you know, well, we're going to get a show, we're going to do this, why don't you involve da 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 and you get so far down the road, and then all of a sudden, everything falls through. I mean, I've even been filmed and not ended up, <clears throat> we won't go there. But, um, I mean, it's kind of a lucky happenstance when it happens, because there's, there's a lot of great paranormal investigative teams out there that don't have their own show it's not what it's about and there's other teams that should be on tv that aren't and some of them that are on tv that shouldn't so it's not what it's about that's that's more of just luck you know or you know they were willing to give in to a network's demands because there's a lot of the shows on tv that the networks say you have to do this in our show that i wouldn't be willing to do that some other team might be like yeah sure i'll do that just to be able to get on tv right so um Okay, so I have a question from Rolf Pfeiffer Mueller. So he was a super chat superstar on our last show. Uh, Herr Mike, which is Mr. Mike, he's German. <laughs> uh, any perspective on the preternatural cryptozoological uh, phenomenon? Uh, goes on uh, coined Dogman by cryptozoological private investigator Ms. Linda Godfrey. Regards and bless. Um, yeah, you know, being in Ohio, I know they had the Dogman uh, convention here uh, out in Defiance a couple years ago. I don't know if they did it this past year, too. I actually don't know a lot about the Dogman. Um, I know that there are a lot of reports of him. <laughs> um, I've never had a Dogman experience personally. It's almost kind of like, you know, any of the cryptozoological, you know, creatures like you know, Bigfoot or Mothman or, or what have you. And I think a lot of those stories are interesting. I don't know a lot of, you know, the Dogman's background to really be able to talk on it. Um, you know, some of them get interesting, like with the Mothman, all the, you know, reported sightings, you know, just mounted up, mounted up, kind of almost more than uh, most others, probably other than Bigfoot. So, 
it's interesting. I just can't really speak on Dogman specifically. So, Shana, I don't think you have anything about. Uh, and yeah. there's and there's Raw with a five dollar super chat. So thank you, Raw. I'm sorry, I really couldn't answer your question so much, but I don't really get into. I mean, I watch all kinds of um, on my YouTube channel, uh, which I don't really ever do anything with. It's all just for personal use. Um, I have a you know paranormal slash supernatural slash documentary history type you know playlist and i'll watch stuff like that you know but i don't try to interact with it you Mm -hmm. know it's just interesting just another piece of you know something that's out there that i'll store away you know for future conversations if it ever comes up like tonight but um i don't really get into that side of it mine is just basically strictly you know um just spirits paranormal um whatever different abilities you know people have um, stuff like that. It's all yeah. paranormal. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting things out there, and it's kind of not the scope of our show tonight. I mean, we've talked about black-eyed children before. Um, Shauna, I know you've done Gonsfeld Experiment. Um, you know, there's interesting locations where crazy things happen, like Bridgewater Triangle. You know, so there's a lot of different things that you get to, and there's there's so much, and it's you know it's a lot to kind of retain it all. So, but for this particular episode, we're gonna keep it. Uh, you know, ghost hunting, kind of beginning ghost hunting type of stuff, um, paranormal investigating, what have you. Um, I know I saw another one up here. So, oh, this is an interesting one. So, um, and thank you, Donna, for um, doing your Cheshire cat chat. Or you were looking for Donna's dungeon earlier, too. So I don't know what what you're going with for the show. Um, Per Rebecca, what are your feelings regarding those that try to truly capture and remove spirits from active locations? Shauna, take it away. I don't want to step on anybody's toes because I know that there's, you know, people out there that believe in removing and sending. And they believe that they're really removing and sending, you know. I just don't think that we have the authority to do that. I just don't. I also don't see... You know, trying to actually, this is not Ghostbusters. I really don't see, you know, trying to capture one. And, and you know, it, you know, it'd be great, you know, to see, you know, something like that actually happen. You know, can you capture, you know, something like that? Great. You know, but. Um, well, one of my yeah. issues with the capturing. I, I, I know. I mean, that was the main feature of Ghost Asylum. Tennessee Wraith Chasers and I've I've met a number of those guys and they're they're really nice guys and so I really don't want to step on their toes with that um I I think it was a network thing where you know they the network wanted okay let's try to trap a ghost sort of a thing um you know really you're you're going into a location and you're going to try to capture a spirit I think Sean just froze And, okay, so think about this. You know, you're sitting in your house, or what you believe is still your house, and you're just, you know, kind of hanging out. You know, maybe you're watching the TV from the, uh, you know, from the dining room, looking into the, uh, you know, living room. Maybe that's kind of like the thing that you do, so you hang around the dining room a lot. For what I'm just throwing an example out there. And all of a sudden, these guys come in, and they capture you and take you away to 
their whatever their offices or something. I mean, what the heck is that? You just got kidnapped, <laughs> you know, of your spirit. Okay, but you just got kidnapped, right? It doesn't make sense to me. Um, you know, as far as crossing over a spirit, um, I know a lot of people talk about that. And I know people talk about, um, you know, they'll define, okay, a ghost is an earthbound spirit and a, a spirit is somebody that's passed over or has crossed over and has come back. And I mean, I think all of that stuff is really theories and maybe it makes sense to some people and that's why they go with it. Um, for me, if you've crossed over, I don't know why you would come back. Because to me, crossing over uh, signifies some place where you've gone and can't come back. Um, you know, I just I have a hard time with that. And it's, yeah, I know, Shadow, we've, we've discussed this a number of times amongst ourselves. Yeah, crossing over to where? So, you know, I know you and I believe in, in reincarnation. So would it be crossing over into another life? Is it crossing over into some, you know, other temporary realm for a while where you meet up with some people from your life later on? I, it just, I think there's too many questions to really know what all that is. But I think there's a lot of, my internet connection is. Yeah, that's what I figured. I'm going to just drop an F-bomb. It's ahead. fucking horrible tonight. Yeah, it's fucking frontier. Yeah, it's fucking frontier. I hate it tonight. It's not good. So, it's not good every night, but it sucks more tonight. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think because it's not, it's not 100%. You know, it. why would you want to, unless you know 100%, you know, and I don't care who you are, you don't know 100%, whatever your ability, whatever you think, it's just, a, it's really, be honest. I know you want to know, maybe you want <laughs> to be that person that knows, I get it, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I, I get it, but, you know, it's not 100%, you guys, it's not. Right. I mean, I'll be the first one to admit you know, I have no fucking idea. I don't know where you go. I don't know what, I don't know anything. All I know is yeah, what I feel. Nobody I knows for sure. Second guess. I constantly second guess the stuff that I feel sometimes. You know, I'm like, well, I know I felt that, but let me see what else was going on. Because maybe my mind is just wanting to feel or see or hear or whatever. And maybe that's what's going on. You know, and then after it keeps happening persistently, then I'm like, well, maybe I'm actually experiencing that. But coming out of the gate, I don't automatically assume, oh, it's paranormal. I know what's going on. Right. You know, I'm right. You're wrong. You know, hopefully I don't piss anybody off tonight. But you guys know <laughs> that I'm about as brutally honest as anybody else on this planet. And I will tell you, you know, whatever you think you know, dig really deep and think, you know. It's okay to second guess sometimes. Yeah. It is. You know, this is not a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and for, you know, the beginning uh, paranormal investigator, keep that in mind that, you know, what we're dealing with here, all based on theory, you know, we have not proven it. I mean, a lot of people say, well, this is what the afterlife is supposed to be. Well, you can go through however many different religions are out there, and they all have a different idea of what the afterlife is. And people who are agnostic have a different idea of what the afterlife is. So you have some people that believe in reincarnation, others that don't. Some that believe you just become worm food. 
so many different beliefs out there. So, and they're all based on theory because, you know, we're, we've, you know, we try, we try a lot as, um, as investigators that as we're questioning, we're finding out, you know, more about the people that are there, uh, the spirits that are in the home, in the building, whatever, we do throw out some of those questions sometimes about the afterlife. And while we get a lot of a lot of responses and answers about who they are or who the building is or what the building is or what happened there, you know, in their life or what they may have witnessed or what have you, when it comes to like, the afterlife and the beyond and all that, we get very few responses as far as that. Yeah. I mean, there have been times, you know, when I've been in a building that has one name and ask for a name and the name of the venue and get what it was once before. So I'm assuming, you know, from an intelligent spirit, that's what it still is for them. But they're still able to interact because they just heard me and they answered my question. Right. You know, I think there's some, you know, uh, merging of the two and you know that's how it happens but then there's other times where you know you ask you know where, where are you at where where are you right now you know some people don't want to ask what year it is I want to know what year it is yeah or at least what you they know? what year they think it is what, what year yeah what year they think it is you know it's nighttime for me is it you know daytime out is the sun out is it nighttime you know tell me your surroundings you know because I'll tell you my surroundings and let you know what's going on, you know, and, you know, but, uh, and I've had, you know, where, where do you think you go, you know, when you, when you die, where, where do you think you, where do you think you go? You know, do you see people, you know, walking around where you're at that, you know, have died, but do you still see them? Captain Minky didn't believe in ghosts. And yet he was one. <laughs> yeah. In an interview, um, he gave at one point, he said he did not believe in ghosts. So, which I've always found funny, you know, right. and, and it makes me wonder, you know, I always wanted to ask, you know, and, and we did have that conversation. He and I, I say we had a conversation. I was basically talking to myself cause I couldn't hear him, but, um, you know, sat there, you know, uh, my stage, right, uh, there by the, the box seats. You know, and was asking questions. Hey, you know, and as soon as I started asking questions, immediately it sounded like someone had sat down just right there by me. You know, and and I had caught some stuff on audio, but it wasn't anything really super clear. You know, that I could hear, but just the fact that it had gotten someone's attention and they were interested in it. You know, so. But yeah. Yeah, you don't always get answers to those questions. No. Believe no. me. So, well, let's. Um, take another question here and this might get us back into because that was was kind of almost more advanced topics if you think about it <laughs> which is fine <laughs> um but we'll get back into this one is from patrick snaggletooth which might get us back into some more kind of basic stuff so is it wise to try to get evps if you're inexperienced so um so using your audio recorder Right. That's a great way to start. It is. It actually is a really great way to start. And also, I did want to throw out there, um, because it was mentioned before, you know, not going on your own. Try to find a really reputable, experienced team to get with. You know, some people try to start up, hey, you know, we saw we saw it on TV. Let's form our own group and go out there and do it. Try to get with some people that have been doing this, you know, 
10, 15 years, 20 years, whatever, uh, that know what they're doing and learn from their experience and, and their uh, tactics. So, but yeah, like Shonda said, it's actually a great way to, you know, get started. Um, yeah, I, you're, you are communicating with spirits, but that's, when you're investigating the paranormal, that's, that's what you're doing. So, um, you know, a lot of people, I'm going to throw it out there, you know, Ouija board. I think that's why people wonder, you know, should you try to get EVPs you know, if you're inexperienced? Kind of the same thing with, you know, a Ouija board. You're trying to communicate with spirits where you're trying to communicate with spirits here too, right? So what's the difference? Um, there's there's proper ways to use the different devices. I think people don't understand the proper ways to use a Ouija board, which is why they get in trouble with them. And that's why I stay away because I don't, I don't have that experience. Um but with this, I mean, it's fairly cut and dry and simple, wouldn't you say? I mean, you just, you know, you pop it on, you ask some questions and see if you got anything. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't need to be, you know, a seasoned investigator, you know, to use a recorder. You can even use the old fashioned. Yeah, real to real tape. I mean, whatever, whatever you want to use, you know, just, you know, be, be respectful that's that's all that's all you know i think you'll catch you know you'll get more responses you know if you treat them with respect they'll treat you with respect they'll be like oh well this you know guy girl you know whatever seems kind of nice kind of trustworthy genuinely interested in what's going on in my life maybe i'll talk to them i may not give them all the answers that they're asking for but i'll let them know i'm here you know i mean that that works so well you guys would be you know so surprised think think about how you're doing it right now and you know think about some of the stuff that we've said tonight about what you shouldn't do and just immediately stop doing it if you're doing it and see what happens. <laughs> yeah just yeah yeah but i think it's just you know it's a real simple way to try to you know communicate you know you're not always going to get a disembodied voice i mean sometimes you do you know um, we've heard disembodied voices off the water. You don't always have water available, nor do most people know actually how to use that technique. You know, um, so I think it's kind of a real simple, cut and dry way. I mean, that's what you're there for, is to you know figure out if this place is is haunted or not. Um, that might be one reason why you're there. Maybe you already know it is, and you want to know more about the person that's there. And so, if you're gonna try to do that we'll try to talk to them i mean usually that's how in our normal life that we try to find out more about somebody is we sit down and we talk to them and we ask them questions well if you can't hear their voice because they're a spirit this this can help so yes um and we can um we can do a little bit more with the um we can do an intro to equipment. <laughs> we can do that because that's a, you know, that is a question that I get quite a bit from newer investigators is, you know, what's your advice for equipment that I should be bringing to an investigation? Because they, they watch the shows and that's that's what happens. They watch the shows and they see all of this, you know, great, crazy, fancy equipment. A lot of it is, you know, experimental. Um, you know, a lot of people will say, well, you know, we're doing a scientific investigation because we're using these 3000 different gadgets and you know really kind of you know this is like really one of the best tools right here that we were just talking about using this um a camera you know is kind of another you know quick go-to you know you know basic item um 
you know, a notepad doesn't have to be this big. It could be <laughs> a little, a little notepad, you know, to take some notes. Um, you need, a must is a flashlight. You got to have a flashlight for safety reasons. And batteries, extra batteries. Yes, extra batteries. Because a lot of times we find that our batteries run out really quick. <laughs> you know, that whole battery drain issue, um, which is legit. You know, it does happen. I don't think it's it on purpose. Happen. Yeah. I don't think they know they're doing it, but it happens. <clears throat> so, I mean, those are, to me, basics. Um, audio recorder, flashlight, notepad, camera. That's oh, your... I know another one. Yeah. Get yourself a ghosty. Oh, jeez. The kids, <laughs> the kids love it. Ghosty. The kids love it. Ghosty, yeah. <laughs> he glows they in the do. dark. <laughs> they really do. You know, in the last Mineral Springs video that we had, um, we had some interaction with a, a child in, in one of the rooms. and <clears throat> We're um, using the ghosty. And a K2 meter. And a K2. And so this, you know, detects electromagnetic fields. So you can use this to communicate. It's not 100%. doesn't always work every single time. But in that particular case, you know, Shana, you want to talk a little bit about what was going on there? Because you had set down the ghosty. <clears throat> yeah, we, you know, I tried to sit down, figured, you know, we were communicating. Nothing was happening, you know, so we sat down the ghosty. And you always, you should always put your phone in airplane mode. You know, let yeah. be honest. Put your phone in yeah, airplane in airplane mode. mode. You know, 15, in the very least, feet, yeah. yeah, fifteen twenty feet away from that meter, you can set it off. Sometimes, you're like, oh my gosh, it's a ghost. No, it's not your phone. Did you put it in airplane yeah. mode? If you didn't do that, you know, um, let's see what floor it would be. The ballroom, uh, and then there's a bathroom uh, in Mineral Springs. It's right next to the ballroom area, and then there's this whole potted. There's this plant tree whatever back there and um i had, was with donna uh one night there we were kind of sitting back there and and she says there's a little boy that hangs out you know back there and at one point you know not only could you you know feel him but but we had heard him out loud and we were also seeing some light play and there was nothing to play you know light it yeah. was just there's nothing there's just that corner and so you know we when we go to mineral springs you know we'll go there and was trying to get him to come out and play a little bit and it wasn't working and so we tried ghosting because you know it's a toy it's a kid you know figured maybe and as soon as we you know started you know talking about ghosting making sure you know that he knew you know what it was you know what it what it what it could do, you know, it glows in the dark, you can touch it, it's squishy, you know, whatever. It's a toy, right? you know, and had the meter sitting there and the meter, you know, started going off, you know, and then we would ask questions and the meter would go off again, you know, um, in direct response, not the whole time, not just randomly, right. but just in response, you know, so a K2 meter is sometimes also a good, um, a good tool to let you know that something's there. Yeah, yeah, and that that was a that was a great example. You know, got really excited. The K two was going off. So, um, I mean, you can use it. You know, also to get a you know baseline reading around the house. You might be able to, you know, find and discover that um, there are locations in the house that have a very high energy field, 
And it is true that, you know, those high energy fields, if they're, you know, constant, they're always around, they can greatly affect, you know, people and what they see and what they experience. And so, you know, if somebody's constantly seeing something around that has a high EMF field, you know, whether it's an old house with bad, you know, a good example, and I know, Shauna, you haven't been there. Um, there's, a, there's a room in the Bel Air house that has, there's a wall. Um, within that room that has like it's got to be old wiring or something because you get within um, you know five feet of that wall and the millimeter k2 stuff like that is just it's starting to go up so to me any reports from that area of that room i throw out because it's like there's high emf and so that was you know detected from here not that there was spirit activity but that's a location within that particular house that you can't trust anything from that particular area because because of that but i've also seen you know where you know using this again to communicate um i'm in an old world war ii plane and we have the k2 out and we're trying to do evp sessions and all that again nothing 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 and all of a sudden i start talking about how you know i spent time in the uh air force which came out of the old army air corps which those guys would have flown for and boom all of a sudden this starts going off and it starts becoming responsive to questions so it can be used as a communicative device even though there's also other times where this gets absolutely nothing on it so um yeah it's you have to you have to keep in mind the context of a lot of these different you know devices are they are they scientific you know it's it, it's a gadget it, it reads electromagnetic fields um can you use it for scientific purposes the problem with the paranormal and trying to say that you know we're you know we're scientific we're running scientific tests and all that is you don't have a control object because it don't work 100 percent every single time you have to have you have to have a constant in there that works the same every single time you can't do that with the paranormal because nothing works on demand like that so um let's see what we have for well we could cover some other equipment unless, oh, <laughs> I, I saw this. I wanted to mention this. So, because we are talking equipment. Cassandra 50 omg says, I am so sick of those noisy ghost boxes. <laughs> so am I. I don't like them. I really yeah, yeah. don't. Um, yeah, for one, the noise. It, it does drive me nuts. Um, it does give me a headache. I have seen it work occasionally and we had the ohio paranormal syndicate on here a couple weeks ago um or actually maybe it was last week and you know they do use an sb7 and they caught something that it wasn't in the cycling of the radio stations and that's something that shauna and i you you and i've talked about a lot on here is that um you know that radio bleed over a lot of people will say oh i caught it you know or this response or that response and it's just the radio but they caught something that was in the white noise not in any radio bleed bleed over is in the white noise and so i think white noise does work although it gives me a headache um but most of those boxes i just throw out yeah white white noise as long as it's not super loud and annoying and it doesn't need to be you know you could have a low level of white noise and still catch something but i i can i detest um the constant the scanning noise and the voices coming through oh i heard well yeah you you heard a radio station you heard a voice a random 
I mean, I'm sorry. That is one thing that 100% I will stand by, even though I never am 100% about everything when I say that that is not a legitimate thing for me. It's just not. And those that are out there doing it and um, charging you an obscene amount of money for it, please don't spend your hard-earned money on stuff like that. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know there's people out there that are doing it and people out there that are fond of those people, and I am so sorry from the bottom of my heart, but it's ridiculous to me. Yeah, the other one I'll throw out there, and this actually became part of a conversation the other night, and I've, of course, talked about it before in here. Um, <clears throat> the apps. Oh, God. The apps and stuff like the Wonder Box and, and, and things like that. Um, you know, I've seen, I've been on investigations before where, you know, and it, it, it drove me nuts because I was helping out with a public investigation. And, um, you know, this kid has his face in his laptop like almost the entire night, you know, talking into this app. And, you know, it's spitting out whatever jumble stuff at him. You know, and there was this one time where it actually shot his own voice back out at him. And I'm like, oh, oh, I see how that, that's how it works. Where, and I have actually had somebody debate me on that a little, a little bit here recently where they're like, you know, they're, they're getting feedback of their own voices. And it's like, there's a microphone on it collecting the voice, you know, so that it, it's, picking up on you're asking a question and so it takes your voice jumbles it up does whatever modulating to it throws it back out you when it's throwing your own voice back out at you it's because the program inside has forgotten to do something i've spent 20 i've spent over 25 years now in the it industry i have a degree in programming i know how this stuff can easily be manipulated and so i i don't buy that stuff at all i have in the past, there were a couple of cases where it was like, because, you know, a number of different apps were used and they were all getting similar responses, like, okay, that's a little interesting there. But 99.9% of the time, I just throw it out because they're way, way too easily manipulated just through basic computer programming. Where and those other ghost apps <clears throat> where it will show you Oh, there's a spirit next to you. you oh, know, yeah, the ghost crazy. radar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, oh, but I feel something. I feel something. It's like, yeah, you feel something because you believe that that app is telling you. So now your mind is letting you know, oh, well, that says there's something there. So now your brain is tricking your body into thinking that there's something actually there. I do not believe in those ghost radar uh, apps either. There for entertainment purposes only, and it says it right in there. <clears throat> yeah, you just got to read it. It's in there. It's in there. Um, you know, I'm gonna. Says I'm gonna throw this one out there. There's a, a few other questions too. I'm skipping to this one just because it's all part of kind of that same group. So, do you think the obelisk is valid? So, here's kind of the it, one another one of the issues that I have with this type of mentality of the ghosts are using their energy to manipulate this device, and it's so. You watch the show, the shows, and they so smoothly say it in about two seconds. You know, you know, use your energy to do this, 
And somehow we've kind of taken that as, oh, I guess a ghost can just use their energy to manipulate the device and make it do all this stuff. Okay. So what's a ghost? What's a spirit? It's somebody that had been human that just, you know, they're on the quote unquote the other side. They can't be seen anymore. They're still a freaking human. So they still have their knowledge of life and how things work, you know. Ask yourself, would you know, looking at that device at this very moment, how to make that say a word? I would, and I'm, I'm like I said, I, I have a degree in programming. I wouldn't know how just looking at an obelisk to suddenly just like, okay, I'm going to zap my brain into the dictionary that's on there and find a word that I want to say. I, what in the world? You know, logically, how how do you do that? <laughs> that makes absolutely zero sense to me. Same thing with like, you know, the ghost boxes. You know, the, the thing is cycling 13 times a second and yet somehow the ghost is like going to, you know, or the spirit is going to pick out all these different pieces of words and put them together in, you know, that quick of a moment to formulate a word for you to understand. That doesn't make any sense to me. You can't do that now, you know. How would you, being a spirit, just suddenly be able to? Oh, I'm I'm a spirit now. I know how to do all of this manipulative stuff, you know. Um, no, because one one of the things, and we've talked about it before as well, is um, you know trying to take into context the the spirits that we are communicating with their their time frame of when they lived and their understanding of the world that a lot of times when we you know put these devices out there we have to like overly explain to them what it is and what it does because they may have never in their lifetime seen anything like this now a spirit that died in the 80s maybe they do the 1980s somebody in the 1880s the 1780s they're gonna have no idea and some of them you may even spook with it because they might look at that and be like it's magic it's witchcraft it's from the devil you know because they thought like that you know 200 years ago so you got to take all that stuff into context i just i do not for something like the ovilus i have a hard time buying into because i just cannot fathom for the life of me how a spirit is going to just suddenly go into the electronics of that device and pick out a word and throw it out there you know um, I've seen it, I think, was it the Ovilus 5? Where every time, um, and I don't know if it happens with every device, Ovilus uh, device, I know what was happening with this particular one during this one particular investigation, I'm playing around with it. It was like, every time I would turn the thing on, it would spit out two words. Every single time, spit out two words, spit out two words, spit out two words. So that's telling me it's just picking up on the power cycle and whatever makes it trigger the words you know, it would pick up on the power cycle and, and just spit out two random words. Well, one of the guys I was with at the time thought it was like the coolest thing, kept turning on and off. or go, Actually, I think it was going between two different modes. And as he kept doing that, flip, switching and switching and switching, he was thinking he was communicating. <laughs> it's like, you're not. You're not. It's just because of this power influx that it's having at that time. And this device is picking up on that. It's just spitting that stuff out because that's what it's programmed to do i've got a little jolt of electricity here spit out a random word so that's my take on that <laughs> i agree and shauna agrees of okay. course 
Um, Spooky saying, yeah, our devices might frighten them. They might think we're demons. Yeah, yeah. Um, very true. So a couple other things. Um, and we have some other questions in there. It, but since I just want to finish up the whole thing on devices, um, because this is like a ghost hunting, you know, paranormal investigating 101 sort of thing. So other devices that we use, but you don't necessarily have to have for doing a paranormal investigation they're, they're kind of a you know nice to have sort of thing so um so like i said you know camera you know take photographs you could also use you know camcorder take video if you'd like um this is you know regular you know camcorder um or and this is a you know basic again camcorder with night vision so you know you see a lot of the the sh the shows and people like to use night vision because we do a lot of this stuff in the dark and so you can of course see better in the dark with the night vision um there has been some debate lately as to whether to continue use night vision because you know people have been for years now setting up you know these elaborate systems with like you know five six ten cameras and they have to later go back through those all this footage and they're going through hours and hours and hours and hours of footage and like seeing nothing so a lot of people have been debating lately whether to continue to do that um i we don't set up like a crap ton of those type of cameras we'll, we'll take the the handheld and basically show you guys what we are experiencing um we also last year we haven't been using this so much lately just because of the the files are so big um but it's the 360 cam Jarrett osborne calls this hell from the 2001 <laughs> a space odyssey um so this is interesting because it it takes you know video all the way around so you know like just for an example i'm talking with shauna in a hallway and you know i basically have this there's a stick that it goes on and i have this like out in front of her we hear this bump go off to the side you know it was like in another room and so you know the camera was you know picking up on that or there was a light that came on one time so something that we weren't we wouldn't be able to you know capture in a regular handheld camera because like i'd be having a pointed at shauna it's like oh we heard a noise and then turn it well too late the noise is already gone where something like this would be able to see all the way around and capture that so yeah um, and when you're watching the video <clears throat> You know, because you can do the 360. So if you know, if you're watching the video the first time around, you're like, oh, at, you know, um, this time, you know, whatever, and in, in this seconds, you know, that noise happens. So if you backtrack and then move it around to where it was, you may actually see something in real, what happened, you know, what you didn't see first time. Right. You know, so I think, you know, it's cool because of that. Um, a lot of people get funhouse effect with it because right. it's so, and then it is not, it does not make a person look attractive either. You either get like the weevil <laughs> wobble effect. You get a little you distorted. Got arms. Or right. Well, yeah, I took a couple of screenshots out of there to, and posted them up on Facebook. And it's like, I had like these super long arms because basically <laughs> to, to get like a flat image, right, it's taking this circle and flattening it out and so like you know with a with a globe of the world where they take a globe and you know they they stretch it out to make a map and you see like you know like greenland and antarctica are like seem huge right because that's what happens when you stretch out something that's round so yeah it, it does some funny stuff like that so 
Um, I'm grabbing a couple other questions here. Um, the other one other thing that I'll show that um, I think is a uh, as far as like a modern tool, um, you know, technological tool to use. I know we just kind of like hammered you know ghost boxes, spirit boxes, ITC devices, that sort of stuff. Um, and I get why people want those to work because they give you an immediate response. Um, but this one, I do actually believe in. And that is, we have yet to use this actually. That's the SLS camera. We got this just, it, it showed, hey, look, there's the reflection. <laughs> um, we got it just after the Vandalia uh, investigation that we did. So we were hoping to have it in time for that. And it arrived like the day after I came back. So it's just bad timing on ordering. Um, but the reason why I, I, buy, I buy this technology, um, you know, the, the Connect device here, okay, this detects motion and interprets that into the computer to, it's, it's for gaming, right? So, you know, and my kids had a Connect. And they and I even played with them. And you stand there in front of the thing, and it's picking up on your arms and legs, and basically it maps out your body because it senses you moving, puts that into the computer. You know, for basically it was you know the Xbox, so it could map your movement into the game. So it's detecting you. And so this device, what they've done here is basically okay, using the Connect, and they're taking the um, the program that does that mapping and showing you what it's seeing out there. So basically, you know, if I've got this pointed off over there where not one of us is standing, you know, I'm not standing there, Shana's not standing there, whomever may also be with us, you know, and it's somehow all of a sudden detecting that there's a person over there walking. Well, okay, I, I get it. That is, to me, that is legit. You know, how could it, how could it be picking up on somebody moving over there that we can't see unless it, you know, most likely is something, you know, paranormal. You know, that's that's the way I kind of look at that. So I, I buy that one. That one makes sense to me. So we just we haven't had a, a chance to play around with it. Um, all right, so let's get to some of your guys' questions here. That's kind of our equipment overview. Um, so we kind of have to uh, backtrack here a little bit. Um, this is like a lot earlier from Spooky, um, and this is kind of when we were talking about the crossing over. Uh, how can we send a spirit to a place we don't even know is there or what it is? And that is, Truth. yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, if, if we don't know, if we don't for sure know where it is or exactly what it is, why are we sending them there or trying to send them there? Yeah. Um, okay, from Shay Carroll, do you only believe in reincarnation? <laughs> That's I hope so. <laughs> I want it to be true with every fiber of my being. Well, uh, that may likely be the only way I get to experience Mike in each lifetime that I have. Oh, so. now that is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that is really sweet. <laughs> And I, you, my love. Um, and I didn't... I'll say that there's like 
90% of me that didn't believe in reincarnation until I met Shauna. There are parts of me that kind of questioned it or there were times that, you know, something didn't happen in my life that I maybe missed an opportunity or whatever. And I said, well, next lifetime, you know, that sort of thing. So I think there's always a little bit of me that thought eh, it might exist, but 90% of me was no. And I, you know, I had a religious upbringing that didn't believe in that. So, you know, to me, it was always, you know, heaven or hell, you know. Um, but after meeting Shauna, it's like, okay, now I buy this reincarnation thing. Because <laughs> it's just one of those, yeah, yeah, we, we've been together in other lifetimes and we've, you know, we're making plans and we've done a hand fasting to be in future lifetimes together. So, um, you know, and even reading things from... Um, What's her name? I always butcher her name too. Um, Dolores Cannon. Um, and she would do a lot of past life regressions and just some of the information that she got from some of those different um, past life regressions was like so interesting. So that was a book that was kind of an eye opener for me that was like, oh, that might really be a thing. So, um, and people are saying that was very cute. They <laughs> were very sweet. <laughs> yeah. On the on the flip side of cute, uh, I also have had some past relationships over the years where I am sure that reincarnation exists because nobody can get that stupid one time around. <laughs> They've came back and perfected the craft for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So, what else? I'm grabbing a couple others here. Uh, per Andrew, how would spirits feel if they found out people were using them or their EVPs for fame or TV shows? That is a great question. That is an amazing Wow. If I were a spirit, yeah. I'd be fucking pissed. Yeah. You know, now using it, you know, like we always say when we go in there, you do not hear them say on TV, you know, we just want to get know, to know more about you more about what things were like, how they are still like for you, you know, more about your family, whatever you want to tell us, you know, whatever you're comfortable with telling us. That's why you go back to a place. Yeah, multiple times. It's just like, you know, you meet someone for the first time, but they're like, I don't know who you are, you can be some creeper, but then they get to know you and they're like, oh yeah, okay, well, um, they seem kind of trustworthy, you know, so you develop a relationship. It's the same with human interaction. They're still human. They're just in a different place. They're yeah. still in they're a different realm, a different form, a different whatever. But yeah, if I found out that someone was using my story and probably not even getting all the facts right and using it for monetary gain, I'd be fucking pissed. And you can bet that I would go out of my way to make sure that they weren't ever going to hear anything else from me again. <laughs> and if I could pass it along to my ghosty, you know, whoever, you know, everybody else, boy, I, I definitely, it, it would change the game for me. You know, I yeah. mean, so that's why I have zero respect for. Yeah. I mean, and there you. may be, and there may be some that, you know, are, are fine with that. Um, yeah. And that's why we always ask, uh, you know, what is it you want us, you know, to let them know? Um, you know, what, what is your story? I mean, we're, we're, and we go back multiple times because you can't, 
really get to know a person after just one time, just like in real life. And so, yeah, it's, um, you know, I don't think that what we do, you know, we're using, you know, the EVPs and all that for fame or fortune. I think we're using, you know, we're collecting that, you know, because we're trying to find out more about them, who they are, find out, you know, more about the location. We're sharing our experiences, sure, on YouTube, but, you know, like these shows, they're going into a place one time, you know, just, you know, yeah. Crash, I don't know, crash course, <laughs> uh, paranormal investigation, and you know, we're just, yeah, we're just getting it for whatever to do with TV. Yeah, I, that's a great question. Yeah, you'll notice on this channel that there are our playlists, and you'll see that we've gone back to places repeated times where we'll talk about, you know, upcoming projects. <clears throat> what upcoming projects means is that. We might have caught so many things at one place. We've done some research. We've found a backstory that spun off into something else, into something else. You know, we're not just collecting evidence for monetary gain or just to hold out for the big TV show. You know, um, you could find like, you know, who who knows what you could find. That it could be like historical, like, oh, what's this? You know, this hasn't been documented before. You know, where this come from? You know, you can discover things that haven't been documented yet. You know, you could make history. You know, I would rather, you know, I would rather make history in a way that's going to be productive as a whole to society and not make history because I was on TV and people got to watch me. You know, I don't want to be famous that way. I would much rather, you know, people like, Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. This, she found this, you know, cool, you know, thing. And, and now this is happening, you know, because of it. You know, not to me. You know, not not for me. But something that's, you know, now happening, you know, uh, maybe to the venue. Or maybe something yeah. that there's still maybe some relatives or some ancestors that these people are like, oh, my God, we didn't know that. You know, um, may discover something to add to their you know, their family history. So, you know, that's what it's all about. That's what it should be all about. That's what it should be all about. That's what we try to make it about. All right. Um, per River, and thanks, Donna, for collecting these questions. Um, if some spirits can show themselves, why can't they all? That's a good question. That's, great. that's a great question. And I it's one of the many mysteries <laughs> of the paranormal because yeah there are times that you know we do see something it's it's rare <laughs> um you know every once in a great while we capture it on you know film but go ahead you have a thought yeah yeah i think um that sometimes you know when we see i i've seen apparitions before that didn't interact with me at mm -hmm. all even after me trying uh, sometimes when they show up, it's residual. Um, unfortunately, you know, it just, it happens that way. You know, um, I've seen more that didn't interact with me than I've seen that has interacted with me. I will just say that, you know, I think the majority are ones that are just there, you know, it's just lingering energy. Um, Fortunately, it's in the form of an apparition, which is cool. But if it doesn't interact with you, that's 
that's why it's there. You know, yeah. it's, it doesn't even know it's there. Well, and I think, you know, as far as like the residual ones, it's just a playback. So, you know, it's there's that big question there of what is it that kicks off that playback? You know, there's the stone tape theory, which is, you know, quite interesting that the energy has been retained in there. And of course, we don't know what the trigger is to actually make it kick off and play that back. Um, so, you know, that would certainly be a, a case of like there's it just, you know, it's being seen and, you know, but it doesn't. It doesn't know. There's no conscience there at all. Um, as far as others that maybe are trying to communicate with you, you know, it's it's one, again one of those big questions. You know, do they actually know how to make themselves appear? You know, um, I think a lot of these times when we're experiencing um, the paranormal, that they don't know that that they are doing it. Like I know a question that's come up before here is like battery drain, and. I don't think that they know that they're draining the batteries. You know, some people think that it's on purpose or they'll even use that, you know, during questioning, like, you know, this thing has batteries, use the power, you know, use the energy from the batteries to give yourself energy and do something. And it's like, I don't think they necessarily know that I have energy that I can, I don't think so. So I think a lot of the, the times when we, you know, actually see them, it's almost by accident. Um, you know, and I don't know, maybe some have figured that out. And then there's also, and there's also um, that kind of bleed over between time frames where, you know, it's like the ghosts are seeing you as the ghost. They're seeing you as an apparition. Well, have you <laughs> said, I'm going to, I'm going to show myself, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be an apparition today, you know, so that these ghosts see me as an apparition? No. How did that happen? I don't know, but somehow it did. I think sometimes it depends on the era, the time period that you're dealing with, too. Like, uh, if you know there's childlike activity going on, but you don't see one, you know, they may not be allowed to show themselves, you know. Um, seen and not heard, you know. Well, right. I mean, that's... Um, there's times when nothing, you know, would be going on, and then, you know, we'd ask you know, permission. And then all of a sudden there's stuff going on. I think that's, I think that's a rule in some places. Um, again, it's a respect thing. If you yeah. think that that's how you need to approach it, you need to, if you've done your history, you need to know what time, you know, period you're dealing with, do a little research about that time period, you know, go in armed with knowledge. So that's, that's how stuff happens. Sometimes you have to you have to educate yourself before you, you know, <laughs> just walk up into a building being like, hey, you know, move, move shit and show me something. Right. Don't yeah. Do I'll do that. So now here's one for you, Shauna. <laughs> You'll like this one because this is going to we're going to we're going to talk about my buddy Copperhead. So Cheryl Midkiff, what do you think about dowsing rods? Do they really work? Do you want to take that or you want me to go first? Because because. Okay. I've seen them work. I've felt them work. You know, um, I don't use them just because I don't always trust them. I for sure don't always trust them, you know, and I've probably made people feel uncomfortable when I'm just like, you know, so hardcore focused on their body, their muscles and their arms and muscles, their tendons, their hands, their everything. You know, because if I see one little twitch and I see the rod move because of that, I'm going to be like, 
sorry, tossing that one out. And, you know, oh, no, 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 I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Well, you know, like I said, I still have my tried and true box that my father made me, and I put 100% faith <laughs> in that because there's no way you can move the rods inside that unless you move the whole box. Yeah. I think one of the issues with them is that um, for something like TV or YouTube or, you know, when you're on an investigation and, you know, with others – that they're too easily manipulated. Now, I've seen my buddy Copperhead Greg Graham use them, and he uses a method where he points them down, and his, his thing is that you know the only way they could possibly cross is to defy gravity. And so that's he uses that method. And so I, I think his method is, is legit, and I think he's legit. So, you know, it, for that, it almost comes down to do you trust the person? Yeah, I trust him, but there's others that I've seen use them that I don't know this person, so I don't know if they they're way too easily can be easily uh, manipulated. Now, back in the day, you know, people would use you know tools like that, like divining rods or whatever, to find water, and you know that legitimately works. Where I believe that. Yeah. So I know there, there's. Yeah. So there's there is you know, legit applications to these type of rods. But when it comes to investigating the paranormal, there's too many people out there that are trying to be like, oh, look, I, you know, I've captured something or whatever that they will manipulate it. So, yeah. I, Emerson Retzer, God love him so much. <laughs> um, uh, he has used it to successfully find uh, unmarked graves. You know, and after, you know, going into seat, yeah, in fact, you know, there was something there. So he's like, you know, half a cemetery, 15, you know, 20 stones in this little cemetery, used dowsing rods and spot on the money, you know, didn't have anything to do with water. And he doesn't claim to have any kind of, you know, whatever going on, but um, he made that happen. So um, unfortunately, I was not there for that. I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah. But um very he's you know emerson is the historian for you know where i grew up so right yeah no he's i haven't met him he's, he's a good guy i like him i like him yeah um all right from the haglin what is your take on different light spectrum cameras try them um i have i have no problem with that i mean you know i'm using you know the ir i don't have a full spectrum camera um but i have no problem with using them and seeing you know what it captures i mean it's just i mean you think about what a what a camera is you know any of these and what, what do they do they collect light you know so it's just on, on different spectrums right so or different kinds of light that, that's all they are they're, they're light collectors so um yeah i have no problem with, with trying to use a full spectrum camera and seeing what it collects why not john any you good with that <clears throat> Yeah, I, I don't see how, you know, that can be manipulated. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's capturing something, you know. Yeah. And maybe something, you know, and, and like when someone sends you a picture or something, you know, and you use different types of filters, lights to see if it's still there or if, you know, a certain kind of light, you know, takes it away or whatever. Um, yeah, so I, you know, play with color, see what happens, you know. Yeah, I, I think um, where stuff gets manipulated 
Well, one of two ways. Either somebody could rig something up, you know, like um, to be able to cast a shadow in a certain way that, you know, you're you're capturing with a camera but it's being cast from somewhere else and people will play around with that. Where like, oh, there's a shadow man down the hall, but actually it's because somebody from behind you has a flashlight that's creating your shadow against the wall, you know, stuff like that. Um, or in post where people will... Um, you know, use effects or Photoshop stuff or whatever to say, oh, who are here or something. So that happens. And unfortunately, we as paranormal investigators, we we bear that burden of others that have fake stuff. You know, uh, we, Shame on you people. Yeah, yeah, because there's... You're watching this and you do that. So, yeah, because the skeptic's immediate, you know, response is like, oh, that was Photoshop. That was rigged. That's fake, you know. And it, it might not be, you know, but that's their immediate... You know, when they look at something they can't, you know, necessarily ex explain right off the bat, it's, oh, it's photoshopped. You know. So, um, per Patrick Snaggletooth, you guys ever get scared? I think we had this last time. Yeah, I do. Shauna does. I get overwhelmed. Yeah, we got, we got cut off at, in midstream at that. Uh, that's the one that got split in half. Yeah. Um, I haven't had something scare me since I was a kid, and I'm going to say it again. <laughs> I know Brandon Kreitzer gave me a bunch of shit when we had him on because I said that. <laughs> he was trying to say that I probably hadn't investigated enough. It's like, dude, I'm in a, I, my first investigation was 25 years ago, so um, I've been on a lot. I just, I've been in some crazy situations um, where I've seen some shit go down, you know, like Talison getting punched in the gut by something unseen and I end up with an EVP that says die you know so that's you know a scary moment but I wasn't you know we had the back doors flying open and all this stuff was going on um I was kind of like almost more in awe at the time like wow some shit's going down you know and, and curious as to what exactly was happening um but I haven't had that one moment of I need to get up and run. Now, Shauna, you've had, you know, it, I will say that you've had an instance where I would run because of the fact that it physically got dangerous when you're talking about, you know, bookshelves being thrown around. You know, I'm not going to stand there and take a bookshelf to the face, you know? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, and I think uh, if they wanted it to hit us, I mean, I think whatever was going on, whoever, whatever was causing it, um, timed it just perfectly. I think it was just a warning to say, hey, you know, um, and, you know, because we're talking like as soon as the last person, you know, there's always a split second later, you know, a bookshelf is smacking where that person, you know, was just standing. Um, and yeah, I had never been really scared before, but like I said, when I mentioned before, that was a game changer for me because I was always under the impression that they couldn't hurt you. And that is so far from the truth. Yes, they can. So if they want to, they will, you know, um, in other places, uh, I wouldn't say I get scared. I just get uncomfortable. Like sometimes just there's too much yeah, energy. Well, that there's a difference in that. Yeah, you get yeah, uncomfortable. Sure. Emotionally um, overwhelmed sometimes, and it's mm -hmm. very unnerving and unsettling. And it's just sometimes I just can't hang. I don't yeah. want to deal with it. But I wouldn't call uh, that scared. That, yeah, especially the stronger you know stuff. And I kind of wonder, you know, 
um, you know, it's not, it's not like I feel like I'm being attacked. It's just my, it's just how my body, my brain is processing it. It's just taking in too much, you know, and it's just, you know, it's just emotionally and physically overwhelming sometimes. And then where I'm just like, I got to get out of here. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm uncomfortable more than I'm scared unless there's spiders. <laughs> I am yeah. She'll jump at the spiders. Yep. Of those. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. This is an interesting question. From, so this is from New York cat. Uh, when they say help, what can you do to help? So, you ask. Yeah. I mean, first you have to figure out if, you know, that help me is residual or not. Um, if you get more interaction, you know, moving forward, moving off of that, you know, you know, you got to find out, you know, how can, how can you help somebody if you don't know what they need help for? You have to ask. Right. Uh, there's only so much you can do. You know, if they're asking help during a time where you did not exist, you know, um, they have to tell you. Somehow they've got to tell you. You know, there's not much to do. There might be a message that they want you to pass along. Maybe they just, maybe they want some sort of, you know, hey, I'm still here, you know, recognize me. There may be something, yeah, where you just can't do it. You know, because if it's like a message to somebody that's already passed as well, you know, how do you do that? Um, You know, one that was kind of interesting to me was Fairy Plantation. I got that, uh, I got an EVP that said help. I actually, you know, heard it at the time or understood it at the time that they wanted help um yeah cause that one yeah, that was an interesting one so i knew they wanted help it did come across as an evp that they wanted help and i basically understood that what they wanted help was that their whole the setup there in the best parlor was done as a wake and the woman there just did not like this setup as a wake because the best parlor had been used for many many other things yes it was used for wakes when people died but people only died every once in a while it was usually you know you know a household that so she wanted help in me passing a message along that they didn't want it set up like that or she didn't want it set up like that so i passed the message along you know not sure that necessarily helped because they still set up as a wake but you know (laughs) but that's that's an example so yeah like shauna said find out what it is they need help with and whether it is whether or not you might be able to do something um so uh spooky what do you think of light grids i think they're kind of cool i've had some weird experiences with them um stuff filed away is what the fuck did i just see (laughs) how was that happening you know um witnessed by you know seen by others so it's like what in the world um, I have seen, you know, something, you know, walk through and manipulate. Um, I've seen the little pieces of light, you know, plucked off and looked like they were flicked or moved forward, which without moving anything else, which I thought was weird. <laughs> um, especially since it, the, the pen was, um, taped down and stationary away from everybody up, you know, away from everybody so that nobody could manipulate it. Um, so I've had some weirdness there, you know, um, I have seen him work though. So, you know, I, after that particular episode with mine, it was never worked. It never worked again, uh, no matter how many batteries or different things I tried to do to it. So 
I was only out eleven dollars, so no <laughs> deal. But um, yeah, I like them. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I actually haven't had a whole lot of luck with them. Um, yeah, they they are very cool, and you sit there and, and watch them and, and see the light grid against the wall. Um, one that was kind of interesting that I saw set up was at Ohio State Reformatory from uh, Sean Gilmore. He got those um, <clears throat> those Christmas lights that and he shot them up there as a grid. They're, you know, they're just basically the same thing, the little LED lasers. You know, that shoot against the wall. So that was actually a laser grid in all different colors rather than just the green that we're used to. So it was kind of interesting. That's but, how I would decorate for Christmas, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so um, from uh, Tom McNicholas. Uh, I'm sorry, Tom. I had, he says, you dissed most of my stuff except for a flashlight. Well, we didn't di we didn't diss the SLS camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, I mean it's like just the, you know we love you. We do, we love you, Tom. Just some of the, some of those pieces of equipment we just disagree with. I just to each their own, though. True, and you like know, I and like I said, there's some of them where I have seen you know some of them work occasionally. I just yeah, you're right. To each their own. It gives me so much of a headache, and I've seen so much of it get misinterpreted for the little that might be legit. So. Yeah, just keep, all that we're asking is if you like to use something that we're <clears throat> anti, you know, whatever, against it, is to just keep an open mind that there is that small chance that what you're getting as a reply, as a response, as, you know, evidence, is not legitimate. Just keep an open mind. That's all we're asking. We're not saying, well, we don't believe in it, so you can't believe it either. We're right, you're wrong. Just keep an right. open mind. That's it, you know. Candy has a good tip in here, since this is uh, Ghost Hunting 101. Carry glow sticks, emergency supply, if your flashlights quit. Good idea. Very good idea. That's a good idea. So, yeah, you guys have had a lot of great input tonight, a lot of great questions, and uh, we are getting towards, the, and I, would, I do want to try to, to get uh, these last couple in here. Um, First aid kit. Yeah, definitely keep a first that. aid kit around just in case. So, yeah, an yeah. insect propellant. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, Snaggletooth. Um, yes, yeah, this is Patrick again. Yeah. Where is the Hunter Road Media Facebook group? So that's uh, facebook.com slash Hunter Road Media. So there you go. Um, from April M. Wimigwans. This has almost become like, you know, paranormal Q&A here, <laughs> which is good. You know, I like it. Uh, April M. Wimigwans. Um, where are the best places to look for an investigation? Cemetery or an abandoned building? How do you know a certain place other than a building is haunted? Well, some good questions. Research. Yeah. <laughs> you research. Basically, if you're, if you're familiar with the area or whatever, just get out there. You know, go out there. You know, if you see, you know, oh, that building looks pretty cool or this area feels pretty cool, um, go research it. You know, find out what happened there. Why does it feel so cool to you? Why are you picking up that vibe? You know, research. You know, maybe maybe somebody died there. You know, maybe there was some tragic event there. Maybe, maybe it doesn't have to be a tragedy. Maybe there was something, you know, uh, significant that packed a lot of energy there. And it's, you know, lingering or, you know, research is at the very, you know, top, you know, of all of my answers. And Mike's too, you know? I yeah, mean, definitely. And we didn't really cover a lot here on research mostly because we have a 
we did a few weeks back a complete video on you know almost like paranormal research 101 where we actually showed you you know took all the different screens of you know here's the county assessor's office and here's um you know the historic maps and all that so we didn't even touch on that with this um but yeah research is definitely up there and remember again um going into these different places and get permission and all that but um yeah, I mean, some cemeteries are very haunted and others have nothing going on. And, you know, some abandoned buildings have a bunch going on and others don't. You know, it's you, you don't really know until you go there and experience it. And as for the reason as to why, well, there could be a variety of reasons, which is why, like Shauna said, we do all the research on those places. So, um, and the other part about a certain place other than a building is haunted. I mean, yeah, there are locations out there you know, like parts of a forest, you know, or wherever that, yeah, that there are locations and not necessarily a building that are haunted as well. So, um, let's see what else you guys have. <clears throat> uh, Patrick also have, have you ever seen some apparitions that looked really horrible? So, um, I know some people, and I think it's more of with their third eye, um, well, there's, they'll see somebody's like death face or something like that. I haven't seen any of that, I've, you know, and I haven't seen very many apparitions anyway. I know Shauna's seen some apparitions. I usually see yeah. shadow people. I saw um, one of the archaeology department buildings because I used to clean all of their buildings, you know, one summer. Um, and one of the buildings, there was, you know, some movement upstairs, but the apparition that I saw, um, it was a older woman. Uh, she had, she was a brunette, but there was a lot of gray in her hair, so um, she was definitely older than me. And um, she was wearing, uh, her stuff was, her coloring was just faded, you know, she was very faded. Um, but then I noticed that there was a brown kind of rusty color, um, handprint on her apron, uh, that she was wearing like an off white colored apron and the same mark was on her face. And I remember like, oh my God, you know, what kind of spooked me a little bit. Not going to lie. I was by myself, of course. <laughs> um, which that was my job, you know, and, and I'm not going to lie. There have been times whenever I have called my good friend Rita or my father be like, cause he's a repellent. So everything <laughs> will immediately stop, you yeah. know? Yeah. They, they want was, nothing to do with your dad. I thought she was, um, a residual at first because she just kind of had a blank face and then she, her eyes moved and then she actually like full on looked at me and then was tracking me. So I'm like, oh shit, you know, she's okay. But why, why does that look, is that blood? You know, <laughs> I mean, should I be afraid? You know, how'd she get that? Can't she hurt me? You know? And we were in a kitchen, you know, there's weapons. I mean, what am I dealing with here? So, you know, it kind of freaked me out. Um, that's probably the scariest one, you know, I've seen, or it wasn't really scary, but it was just kind of, uh, you know, it, I, it was unstable. <laughs> I mean, it was, I I couldn't label it. I didn't know, you know, what was going to happen. So definitely not something that I wanted to be alone around. Right. Kind of scary. Kind of a little spooky to me. 
but nothing, you know, big, scary looking, you know, monster or anything <laughs> like that. I've never seen right, anything yeah. like that. So, so uh, good tip from Candy Orton. Beginners, try daytime's investigations first. Daytime can help you learn to debunk things, sounds, etc. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, and, and that's another question that pops up uh, quite often uh, from people is, um, you know, why do you investigate at night? Do you only have to investigate at night? Why don't you investigate during the day? And we have uh, done plenty of daytime investigations. You know, there's uh, the thing about nighttime. Uh, there, there's there's two pros, at least for me, to investigating at night rather than during the day. And that's um, one, noise. So during the daytime, there's all kinds of noise pollution, you know, you know from traffic and there's you know it is busier during the day so the noise uh, external noise is a lot higher um, so at nighttime that comes down also during the daytime uh, as the Sun is moving in and out of clouds and things like that if it happens to be like a cloudy day like that you get all kinds of interesting shadow play through the windows of the house so at night it's usually pretty uh, static with that so those are the two cons for me um, on the flip side of that, you know, it, it seems, it does seem silly in a lot of ways investigating in the absolute pitch black. Um, while you can, okay, that'll heighten some of your other senses, you know, like hearing and things like that. You know, if you're trying to see what's going on, you're not seeing anything. So <laughs> also does. during the daytime, um, you know, most people were awake during the daytime. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, to me, you know, daytime, you know, stuff is like, I would think, you know, especially if it's daytime, you know, wherever, wherever you're dealing with, um, they're probably going to be more active during it. Some of my best stuff happened during the day. Yeah. Um, in I, the afternoon. I, I think you have a more of a chance for residual activity during the day because, yeah, that's when people are awake and something would have happened. That if it's happening concurrently on like a anniversary or whatever it is, okay, that's when it's going to happen. Um, you know, also, yeah, you know, to me it's kind of funny. We'll go back to the shows again. You watch some of these, and they're interviewing, you know, these people that like work at a historic location, and they're like, yeah, this happened to me, and that happened to me, and you know, it happened during their working hours while they're there during the day, and so then they turn around and go investigate at night. <laughs> it's kind of silly. I mean, stuff happens, you know, at night. But also another advantage to going during the day is, especially why whenever we go somewhere, we get there before the sun goes down. So you can get the layout of a building. Yeah. Um, you know, a flashlight. Sometimes you need just daylight, you know. Um, yeah, give yourself you a good the- visual before you even go in or before it gets dark, yeah. Yeah, and especially if you're just starting out. Like, maybe your body feels more comfortable, you know, during the daytime. You know, let your, you know, energy get used to the energy there. Because, you know, scary movies, you know, and stuff like that. When does most of that stuff happen? It happens at night. You know, your yeah. program, your brain is programmed to, to be, oh, it's nighttime now. So that's when the scary stuff comes out. You know, if you think that's going to be an issue for you, get your feet wet during the day first. Yeah, absolutely. There's no problem with investigating during the day. We've done it plenty of times. Um, so, um, we're going to finish up here. So Jen K says, I noticed most of the 
shows things happen in the day when they're interviewing everyone. Yeah, that does happen. And then um, Betty and Wayne, do you always get permission to go into a place? Yes, we do. So um, I know you guys popped in a little bit later, or I guess it's probably just Betty, but <laughs> I mean, he popped in a little bit later. But um, yeah, we talked about that earlier that we always get permission to go into a place. So, um, all right. So we've gone like way over tonight. I saw Diane Hobart was like, bye, I'm out of here. <laughs> and I, I know um, it is like past 1230 in the East. So it's like, it's Wednesday. <laughs> it is now Wednesday. Um, I think this has been our longest inside the upside down ever. Yeah. So Ghost Wanting 101 turned into Paranormal Q&A. But I think there's a lot of, I think we covered a lot of bases here. There's a lot of uh, good tips that people can take away for, uh, you know, getting into ghost hunting, getting into investigating the paranormal. And yeah, I'll, I'll keep throwing both terms out there, even though I like paranormal investigating better because people use the terms. So, all right. So let's get into the shout outs. Um Super Chat Superstars, Tom McNicholas and Rolf Pfeiffer Mueller. So thank you both for that. Um, so Donna Gorton, thank you for um, Cheshire Cat chatting the chat and sending me those questions. Um, Diane Hilbert already took off, so I can't say goodbye to her. So I'm sorry, Diane. <laughs> so there's Zoe Small. Hey, Zoe, how you doing? Uh, Shay Carroll, uh, good to see you again. Thanks for hanging out tonight. Patricia B., thank you very much. Spooky Dawn, thank you as well. Snaggletooth Patrick, again, thank you as well. Lenora Moreno, thank you as well. Uh, New York Cat, do you have a P.O. box? Um, contact us on uh, hauntedroadmedia.com. Just shoot a, uh, a message through the uh, the contact there um, if you want to hit us up about something. Um, and I can get you some uh, info on that if you're looking for a P.O. box. Uh, April M. Wimaglons, thank you as well for the questions. River, thank you for your question too. Uh... Betty, thank you uh, for stopping in tonight. Hope you're uh, feeling better. Great group. Sorry I came late. It's okay. <laughs> you came. We're very happy to have you. Uh, Cheryl Midkiff, thank you as well. Thank you for your questions. Um, Katie Palmer, thank you. Oh, we had a lot of people in tonight. Um, <clears throat> uh, I think I already said, did I say candy before? I think I did. Um, candy has some good input tonight. Um, Chipper Terry, thank you again. Um I'm losing my voice, I know. <laughs> uh, Andrew Cox, thank you always. Anita Ackerman, thank you for dropping in tonight. Appreciate that. Um, Jen K, yep, there you are. Thank you. River. Uh, yep, yeah, River. I think I got River. I might not I just saw uh, next show, question mark. We have shows every yeah. Tuesday night. Yep, every Tuesday night. Every Tuesday night, 9.30 uh, p.m. Eastern Time is Edge of the Rabbit Hole, and then about... 1040 that's actually about probably about 1055 <laughs> um as soon as we get everything switched out from edge of the rabbit hole onto this um then we do uh inside the upside down um then we also have a friday night ghost race that we do every friday which is not a live show but we do it uh, subscribe to the channel and yes. click on the little bell and it'll give you should give you notifications yep. Um, find us on Facebook too, because we're always posting the events at the beginning of the week. Yep. Yep. Um, and so that is, like I said earlier, uh, or facebook.com slash on road media for that. Um, uh, B3 airspace already took off. That's, that's, and then Tim shown. Okay. 
So I think we got, if we missed you, um, I do apologize. There's the Haglin. Uh, and Kathy Saliento, thank you. All right, I think we got it. If we miss you, then I apologize. <laughs> we try to get everybody, it's just hard. Um, Betty says, coming in next time under a new name. Okay, just make sure that we know. <laughs> so we can give you a proper shout out. All right. <sighs> That'll do it. <laughs> that was a long show. It was a lot. It, but no, it was good. I, I actually enjoyed it. There's a lot of stuff. And there's Tammy Heitzman and Samuel Hall. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Really do appreciate it. So um, next week, I can't remember who we have on next week. We're, we're all the we, Edge of the Rebel is actually booked up all the way into July now. I can't remember who's on next week. Um, I'll have to look through my list. So, um, yeah, so join us again next week. In two weeks, of course, we have the Paracon at Mineral Springs Hotel in Alton, Illinois. So be sure to check that out so you can get all the details at hauntedroadmedia.com. I'm tired and rambling. Shauna, I love you. <laughs> we got to go. <laughs> so all of you have a very wonderful evening. Get some rest. I know I won't. <laughs> Until next time. Bye. <laughs>